Welcome to the Arbitration Conversation with Amy Schmitz. Hello, and welcome to the Arbitration Conversation. The Arbitration Conversation podcast now has moved from a video to just audio, and you can listen to it literally on the run in Spotify, iTunes, you name it, um, whatever you like. So we're really hoping that we can add content and uh, more areas to cover, and we're so happy that you're listening to us today. So today we're going to talk with Andrea Schneider. Andrea Schneider was appointed to Cardozo faculty as a professor of law and director of the Kukin program for conflict resolution. This is a program that has been around a very long time at Cardozo in New York and is very beloved and just doing some really amazing things. Um, I should note that Andrea, they know they were so excited to get her um, noting she's the perfect person to step in this role, said the dean. Um, just her outstanding scholarship and all of the amazing work that she has done in the past. Um, note that Professor Schneider, she was she was a director also of the nationally ranked ADR program at Marquette University Law School in Wisconsin, where she taught ADR negotiation, ethics, and international conflict resolution for over two decades. In addition to overseeing the ADR program, Professor Schneider now is the inaugural director of the university's, was the um, inaugural director of the university's Institute for Women's Leadership. Um, In 2009, Professor Schneider was awarded the Woman of the Year Award by the Wisconsin Law Journal and the Association for Women Lawyers. She was named the 2017 recipient of the ABA Section of Dispute Resolution Award for Outstanding Scholarly Work, the highest scholarly award given by the ABA in the field of dispute resolution. Since 2005, Professor Schneider, she worked with um, Professor Love, who was um, the director of the program and has been part co-author team for three textbooks in the field of dispute resolution, dispute resolution, colon, beyond the adversarial model, as well as negotiation, processes for problem solving, and mediation, practice, policy, and ethics. Um, I could go on. There's so many amazing things that um, Professor Schneider has done through the years. She's won so many awards, has published so much amazing work, um, and we're just really happy to have her here. So first of all, thank you so much for taking time. Thanks, Amy. It is a pleasure to be here. So I want to hear more. I mean, this really is a big deal. So she is the new (laughs) director for this program, really. And I remember when it happened because everybody was so excited um, in the future and what's going to be happening with Cardozo's program. So could you just tell us a little bit about that transition? You know, you went from Wisconsin, which, of course, I love Wisconsin. I'm from Wisconsin. But now you're in the heart of it in New York. So it has been um it, it really is wonderful. I, I can't say enough good things um, about uh, about the move. And I felt incredibly welcomed here at Cardozo in particular from the faculty here, um, our wonderful students and adjuncts and uh, all of those and, and other faculty members as well. And, um, and then into the New York dispute resolution community, which is rich as we know uh, with colleagues in uh, at many of the New York schools. And so I've been uh, very busy having breakfasts and lunches uh, with lots of old friends that I now get to live in town with. So it's uh, it, it has been a very lovely, lovely welcome to New York, I've got to say. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, also kind of looking at dispute resolution and arbitration, um, could you share a bit about the program that you have in terms of the arbitration classes and programs? Sure. So um, one of the lovely things, uh, as you noted in, in the introduction, in your very, very gracious introduction, um, Leela Love founded the uh, Kukin program here. And Leela's expertise, as you know, has been mediation for a really long time. Um, my expertise is more in negotiation and dispute system design, and that's going to be a wonderful add-on to the strengths that we have. Um, but one of the things to really focus uh, about the program is this underlying arbitration expertise that I think many people don't recognize that we have, uh, in part because Leela has been so prominent on the national scene. Um, we have some incredible alumni doing really interesting arbitral work uh, and then coming and talking and teaching classes about it, uh, let alone that we have uh, one of our star professors here, uh, Miriam Gillis, who's well known in the field of civil procedure, um, who's actually been elected to the American Law Institute uh, and who's been writing on mandatory arbitration in financial services and testified in, in front of the Senate. Uh, and so students really have this opportunity of uh, full-time faculty member here talking about forced arbitration uh, and then our terrific adjuncts also teaching classes um, and then we have a securities arbitration clinic uh, and so we've had uh, we have students go through the arbitration clinic every year um, our calculations are uh, since it started we've recovered over two million dollars for plaintiffs in the clinic. Um, so, uh, so that's great that everybody has different ways of uh, thinking about arbitration and accessing it. And um, so one of my goals is to, uh, is to promote that and to make sure that we all know about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to follow up on one of the things you mentioned, because um, that's really cool. The securities clinic. So mm -hmm. that's really, do they represent um, investors or do they work in conjunction with a supervising attorney? How does that work for students? They work within a supervising attorney. We have a full-time clinical professor, Liz Goldman, who runs the Securities Arbitration Clinic. Um, we have a, a lot of applications every year. It's a very popular clinic. Uh, students are in it for the year, and they um, represent investors and help walk through the FINRA process. So um, it's, it's a really lovely opportunity for them to um, really see how arbitration goes in this area where everything is arbitrated. It's um, as opposed to what Professor Gillis is writing about in forced arbitration. And as we all know, some of the controversy in our field, um, you know, FINRA arbitration is pretty standardized. Uh, we know that, you know, many people are happy with it. And, uh, and this is a way to go through it. Right, right. Well, and also for students to actually like represent and be part of that process. Although it'll be interesting to see, you know, there are some pockets that have become a little controversial in terms right. of investors who are unrepresented, but providing, yeah, that's really interesting. Well, and also I know, especially being in New York, um, you do a lot with international arbitration. So, and of course, you know, competing and team and viz moot and things like that. So maybe you want to describe a little bit about um, the work in the international arbitration field. Sure. And uh, the timing is perfect. I had breakfast this morning with Peter Halperin, who's our um, international media, uh, arbitration professor. Um, and Brian Farkas, by the way, is our other arbitration professor. So also well known uh, to many of us. And they, uh, 
teach a mix of classes, but Peter is the biz arbitration coach. He actually participated himself as a student uh, over a decade ago. Um, and so we have this lovely combination of the, the class uh, in arbitration and then the preparation for the students to go to Vienna. Um, and it's a, it's a very rigorous um, training, obviously, where the students are working with him every week for the bismuth. They have class for two hours a week. And, um, you know, I think uh, one of my goals coming in, given the competition team's success overall, is uh, I don't want to break what is not broken. Um, and, you know, for somebody like Peter, who's had such success with our biz teams, um, I just want to get out of the way uh, and be supportive. <laughs> so, um, really just understanding uh, what our students are doing and how well they are prepared for these things has been uh, a, a pleasure to watch. Right. You know, I am sort of curious. Well, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm super interested, of course, in the online and the technology aspects. And in FINRA, I know during COVID um, with lockdown that, you know, all of those arbitrations, you know, they had moved online. Do you know, are they back in person or are they doing these? And also with the Vismut had been online as well. You know, are they all back in person now? Um, I think FINRA is still online, although I could be, uh, but I think that's still online. Um, this is in person this year, so everybody's back. Um, and that's just even a shift, even some of the pre-moots um, and, you know, kind of the practices, which have also all been online, uh, are now going to shift because obviously the, the way that we judge and, and kind of what we're looking for is different um, when it's in person. So I think that's actually exciting for everybody. People are really looking forward to being together. Oh, yes, yeah, certainly with, I mean, the, you know, going to Vienna, man, count me in, right? <laughs> like, that's oh, yeah, good. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, though, it is nice, though, when you can expand the opportunities for people to, you know, for example, get a remedy at FINRA, you know, the online version seems mm -hmm. to be going pretty well. Right, 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 right. Um, and I think, uh, uh, you know, the people who've looked at this, I'm thinking, uh, I know Jill Gross has looked at this and others, um, that it has been um, successful. And with many investors, it's, it's just easier, right? I mean, for any of us, imagine, I mean, arbitration was simpler than litigation to begin with. Uh, but now you don't have to, you know, getting out of your pajamas is optional. Uh, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you can do it from home and you can do it without uh, having to take the day off from work and, you know, all of those uh, things that just makes it a little bit more convenient. So um, I think in, in many of these areas, uh, it, look, as you, Amy, know better than me, you really are seeing a sea change uh, of what's going to be online versus what's in person and really focusing on the needs of each, um, you know, plaintiff and defendant, each party. Uh, to any particular process to think about how does this serve them? Um, you know, we know that online can provide all sorts of advantages in terms of convenience and ease and access. Um, and on the other hand, uh, that requires a level of technology um, that you might not have. And, um, and then instead of adding access, it's, it's taking away. Yeah, I mean, the other piece I would mention is, um, you know, like you said, um, it's still nice to get back together and looking at some of the <laughs> programs, you know, I've seen some different, it looks like you have some pretty cool things coming up. Maybe you want to share a bit about that. I know I saw 
a program coming up not too long in the dispute resolution <laughs> field at Cardozo. We are very happy uh, coming up in a few weeks and available on Zoom. Uh, we are hosting a conference on negotiation strategies for war by other means. Um, and this really stems from uh, some of the work I've been doing with Chris Honeyman for decades on thinking about how uh, negotiation operates in different contexts uh, with different disciplines um, and what does each discipline have to say about particular problems and issues. Uh, and as you know, anybody who's been thinking about negotiation, we know that uh, a legal perspective is just a, a piece of the puzzle. There's psychology and communication and economics and diplomacy, right? And all of those things make the whole field richer. Um, and so when you take that richness and then look at the current problems of uh, really this, what we're seeing is warfare um, that has expanded. I mean, we, we definitely see conventional war we are seeing right now, uh, and we fear nuclear war, um, but we also should recognize that there are still these um, national security strategies uh, that are that in some ways seem to be, as we've said, hybrid, right? It's, it's pursuing national security interests or, or strategies in one way or another. And yet it's this mix of private and public actors. Maybe the hackers are privately paid. Um, maybe it's something on supply chain where you're using companies as a front. Um, maybe you're, um, you know, you're hacking into software uh, or it could be something that, um, you know, um, causing a leak in a gas pipeline, for example, um, or taking down a website in Canada, for example, that supports Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian free press during this conflict, right? Uh, one can imagine a variety of ways that, uh, that countries operate. And so um, to take a step back and think about what do we know about negotiations so far, looking in everything from you know, classic game theory uh, diplomatic strategies. What did we learn when we started thinking about hostage negotiation and how the FBI and CIA and NYPD and everywhere else around the world now trains you uh, in these, you know, crisis management? Um, what can we take from that and how do we apply it to these new and evolving ways of disputing? Um, so I'm very much looking forward to uh, the symposium and we have a great mix of practitioners, really people at the front lines um, dealing with this uh, and academics who get to wax poetic about it. Yeah, no, I think that's so interesting and absolutely I agree with you, um, just the contextual view, but focusing on this kind of war by other means, because there's no question that we have these kind of meta wars happening in so many different ways um, and It'll be really interesting to, to see how that develops. And I love that it's available for both in-person and Zoom. So anyone listening, please, you know, find it online. You can schedule, can go ahead and sign up. Um, do you want to state the website? Is it just right there on the Cardozo's website? It's Yes, it's right now on Cardozo's website. Uh, or feel free to email me directly uh, if, if anybody has any questions. Awesome. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I mean, of course, you've been doing such important work in the area of negotiation. Um, what's next? So what's on the horizon? 
I think that's a really good question. Um, and it's funny because I feel like, uh, actually, I heard this great analogy today of somebody saying that they were juggling with plates and fire at the same time uh, and trying not to drop either. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that vision. Um, you know, I'm really trying to uh, get a hold of the program and understand everything that's going around. And of course, uh, continuing to advance uh, a research agenda. So um, I have an article uh, coming out in Stetson that's talking about what happened uh, during the pandemic in domestic violence uh, and how going online was not great uh, for a lot of people. And so again, what we've seen, as you know, is that these uh, you know kind of online dispute resolution solutions, we really need to be thinking about the plurality of processes and, and how do we uh, ensure that we're creating access for everybody. So um, that's looking at the domestic violence situation uh, during the pandemic um, and that'll be coming out soon. And then um, I'm looking at uh, coming back to negotiation actually and thinking about uh, avoiding approaches to negotiation. And so we've done a little bit of empirical and social science research on uh, comparing personality types and conflict types. Uh, so I hope to have a little bit of insight because we spend so much time thinking about why people are competitive um, and trying to understand that. And we write about uh, collaborative and, and problem solving, uh, but I think it'd be really useful to dive into why people also avoid conflict. Um, and if you're trying to negotiate with one of those people, uh, how do we get them back to the table? Right, right. Yeah, that's funny. That makes me just bring back flashbacks when I teach um, lawyering and problem solving the avoider. What do you do with the avoider? <laughs> so exactly. and I always show a picture of a turtle, you know, it's like, um, that's exceedingly interesting. Yeah. And I am really looking forward to reading um, the Stetson um, Symposium as well. Really cool work. Well, this has been great. I know I told you I wouldn't take up too much of your time. Please, I'm in the same boat. I'm absolutely juggling with fire and plates, so I absolutely understand. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Andrea. I really am excited about you know all of the cool things happening at Cardozo. Um, you know, it's really great to have you as part of the arbitration conversation. Um, it was wonderful. We also had had an opportunity to talk with um, Professor Leela Love as well. And as, it's just really nice to, um, to connect with you. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Amy. It's been a pleasure to talk with you, as always. This podcast was brought to you by Arbitrate.com. For more information about Arbitrate.com's programs and content, please visit our website at www. Arbitrate.com.